Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hi friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. On this Monday, August 7th, welcome to Praying for America. And uh, I have a treat for you tonight, a special guest who uh, is known to President Trump, and uh, he often calls her out at uh, various uh, rallies to give her an acknowledgement for her work with uh, us here at Priest for Life and for the sake of the unborn. It's Dr. Alveda King. She and I chatted recently, and I want to bring you that conversation. And the reason I want to bring it to you is that tonight and tomorrow are very important days to be thinking about the right to life. You know, this is essential to making America great again. This is essential to saving America. And President Trump talks about this often in his rallies. Uh, And it is a point of conviction among our America First uh, movement that our country was based on the right to life. It's one of the self-evident truths that we are endowed by our creator with the right to life. If we can't protect life, we can't protect any other right. And uh, the reason it's important tonight Uh, And tomorrow is something I'll briefly mention to you after we pray, and then I'll get into the the interview with Alveda. But let's go to the Word of God first. I just want to read uh, at the conclusion of Mark's Gospel, Mark 16, uh, starting with verse 14. Afterward, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, for they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And on the sick on whom they lay their hands will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Let us pray. Lord, you do continue to work through us, speak through us, act through us, to drive out demons, to counteract the powers of sin and death. Lord, we live in a culture of death where the most fundamental right, life itself, is not acknowledged. And this puts our country in a downward spiral. In fact, it makes it a tyrant state, along with many other actions of tyranny. This idea that the state can determine who is a person and who is not who lives and who dies. Lord, we pray tonight that as part of making America great, all our fellow citizens may recognize that we need to defend the right to life, enable us to do so effectively, working in the name and through the power of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, tomorrow is a very important vote in Ohio. So any of you who are in Ohio or know people in Ohio We want you to understand that tomorrow the citizens will be able to vote on a measure to make it harder to amend their constitution. Now, why is this coming up at this point in time? 
because the abortion forces want to change that constitution in November. And all right now, according to the rules that are in place now, all they would need is 50% of the people plus one to change the whole constitution. They want to insert a right to late-term abortion, in fact, abortion without restrictions, to denial of parental rights over their child, not only if they're going to have an abortion, but if they're going to have transgender surgery. And that proposal in November, of course, has to be blocked. One of the ways to block it is to vote yes tomorrow on a measure that would raise the threshold for amending the Constitution from 50 to 60 percent. Because we don't believe that they can get 60 percent of the vote to do something like that. They may well be able to get more than 50. So brothers and sisters, please urge people to vote yes on what's called Issue 1 tomorrow in Ohio. Now, this ties into the bigger picture of defending the right to life, and that's what I spoke to Alveda about, because a beautiful book came out honoring 50 leaders who helped to bring about a reversal of Roe v. Wade. Of course, the person who we honor uh, for having made that possible is, in fact, President Trump because he gave us those three Supreme Court justices. But this book talks about folks that lead pro-life organizations. Alveda and I are among those featured in this book, uh, together with 48 others. And I want to share with you now the conversation I just had with Dr. Alveda King. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to our program. We are delighted to be joined by our longtime friend and associate, Dr. Al Vita King, and we're going to talk about a beautiful development within the pro-life movement that relates to its history and the recent great victory of the reversal of Roe v. Wade. So let's welcome Al Vita. She's coming to us from her home in Atlanta, and uh, welcome to the program, Al Vita. Well, wonderful. And once Father Frank, always Father Frank to me. And I'm so glad to connect with you today and all the viewers and listeners at Priest for Life. So hi, everybody. Nice to be with you. And we want to talk today about a um, book that has come out that our friend John Stemberger from the Florida uh, Family Policy Council has uh, published together with his team. Now, some time ago, he reached out to both of us, and he reached out to a bunch of other pro-life leaders. And he was asking, what, who are the, the pro-life leaders that have had the most responsibility for bringing an end to Roe versus Wade? And, and, you know, when he first asked me that question, I wasn't sure what he had in mind, but I sent him a few names, and he got input from a lot of others. And what resulted was a beautiful book called The uh, Legacy of Life. I have it here, as you do also, Alvita. And I have uh, mine too. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And so it is a a, um, tabletop uh, 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 photo journal featuring 50 pro-life leaders who over these years have brought a... um, an impact on the movement and helped us to get to this tremendous victory of reversing Roe v. Wade. And Alvita, you and I are both uh, featured in this book. We're both very honored by that. Uh, tell us uh, tell us about this uh, new resource. And, you know, it was so fascinating when John reached out to us and others as well, I'm sure. So he didn't say, Alvita, we want to honor you in the book. He said, hey, we want to honor some leaders. Do you know anybody who should be honored as a pro-life leader? I didn't even think about myself, honestly. And I said, 
wow. And I began to name names and all of that. And it was such an honor to even think about the foot soldiers and the warriors. So then he says, well, who would you like to write about? I said, Father Frank Pavone, of course, who else would I write about? And so I didn't even know that I was being considered. You probably didn't know you were being considered early on. And so right. it was so interesting that, and that's the nature, the reason I explain it that way, honestly, that is the nature of our movement. We don't do it for ourselves. We don't think about ourselves. And when anybody asks us, we immediately think of everybody else. And so I well, thought that was just so funny that uh, I said, wow, I didn't know I was being honored. And Dean Nelson wrote about me. And I said, Dean, what a wonderful tribute. Yeah. I didn't know you felt that way. And so we're all finding out what our brothers and sisters think of us. And we're having an opportunity to tell others what we think of our brothers and sisters in the movement. Yeah, it's I a beautiful it's phenomenal. It's yeah. a beautiful dynamic. Yeah. What he did was he chose 50 leaders. Uh, well, he says, he says, look, you know, I thanked him afterwards. He said, look, it's not me putting this list together. You all chose one another. Right. Um, but, 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 but then there were also 50 uh, prominent people chosen as the authors. And there's a little bit of overlap, as in your case, yeah. there's yeah. an overlap. You're both a, an author and an honoree. But, yeah. um, but it, it's a beautiful collection of names. You know, I, I, I look, we're going to read the names for the, for the viewers in, in just a moment so that they know. But I looked at this list, Alvita, and I was privileged to know uh, and interact with personally 48 of the 50 leaders. And um, I, I, you know, I stepped back and looked at this list and I said, wow, this is a uh, reliving of the last, uh, well, I've been involved in the movement uh, for 47 of those 50 years. And it's like, wow, these are people who, you know, I've, some of them interacting with a lot like, like yourself, others just, you know, occasional uh, um, uh, interactions or, or being in meetings together and whatnot. But it is a marvelous group of people. And he divided it into uh, several categories. Wait a minute the- now, before you go there, I've got yeah. to say this. So I'm a person, I don't have a favorite color, a favorite ice cream, a favorite anything. So you know, who's my favorite leader? Well, I'll tell you the top two. And I don't know which name to say first, Frank Pavone and Dr. Mildred Faye Jefferson. I, I wish I could say them both at the same time because I don't like, I, I, I mean, those two out of all the leaders, and there are many fabulous ones, but to be able to portray Dr. Mildred Faye Jefferson in the film I executive produced, Roe v. Wade, and then to work with you, Frank Pavone, all these years in the movement has been a highlight. It's, it's a joy. It makes it worth getting up every morning knowing that we are breathing the same air. I just really needed to say that. I really well, did. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you very much. And yes, Dr. Jefferson is among the founders uh, of the movement um, uh, together with uh, with various others. Uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit more about Dr. Jefferson. Like you mentioned, you actually acted in the film Roe v. Wade, uh, her part. And I portrayed Dr. Jefferson. And the way that I met Dr. Mildred Faye Jefferson, she mentored my good friend, our good friend, Dr. Day Gardner. 
and National Right to Life. And of course, Day has served at National Life, been on the board and all of that. Day has her own uh, organization today, the National Black Pro-Life Union. And uh, I'm sorry the phone's ringing in the back. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just rigging. Please forgive that. But anyway, Day is introduced me to Dr. Jefferson. And I had always admired Dr. Jefferson. So we did some work together. She uh, spoke at some of the events of the National Black Pro-Life Coalition, which we founded uh, at Priest for Life under the African-American Outreach, which became Civil Rights for the Unborn. So Dr. Jefferson was uh, just our inspiration. And so she fought very hard during the time that the case was being decided uh, the Roe v. Wade case. And then she spent the rest of her life uh, really working really hard to get rid of the law that was bad law. And she and Nellie Gray and other people like that as contemporaries. So I was just really honored to know Dr. Jefferson, to work with her. She mentored my friend, Dave Gardner. And if you don't know about Dr. Mildred Faith Jefferson, everybody see the film Roe v. Wade and study her life. Oh, yeah. Well worth it. Very, very uh, wonderful person. Um, so, Alvita, uh, you know, I just wanted to also build on something that you said about the humility of these leaders. You know, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of humility to uh, be a leader in this movement because, you know, you're not rewarded for defending the unborn. It's very much the opposite. You know, you don't you don't tend to be honored for defending the unborn. You get dishonored. And what what happens is, as 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 you've heard me say, if you defend the unborn, you will be treated like the unborn. You'll be aborted. You'll be you'll be cast out. You know. And so we have a meeting, as you know, of the regular uh, the uh, uh, meeting of the national leaders of the movement every quarter, and we call it the one fifteen forum. And that's from Psalm one fifteen which starts out, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name, give the glory. And, and that really is, like you said, the spirit of all these leaders, really. I mean, and just honestly in interacting with them, that is the spirit. So let's look at John, I can see John right now, John Stenberger, as he was doing that, pulling it together, not to us, Lord, to God be the glory. I can see anyone who was mentioned, who was noted, all the photographs that have been strategically placed. There are leaders who did not do as contributor, contributors accounted in the 50, but they're, they're prominently displayed in the photographs. So yeah. I just, I just, we give God the glory for encouraging yeah. us to know and work with each other. Well, I want to show people the website. Now, the book is called Legacy of Life. And the website, my friends, that I really want to urge you to go to is LegacyOfLifeBook.com. And, um, Alvita, I want to show them on the screen now this web page. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to read the names of our, of our friends and colleagues, aside from the two of us, the other 48 that were honored in this book. And uh, John divided them into uh, several categories. It starts with the founders. So let's go there to the webpage now. Let everybody see it. And that's the book itself. And if we scroll down, we're going to see uh, Ben Shapiro wrote a nice preface. But here are the honorees. And Alvita, I'm just going to read these names. And then as we come back, uh, you can... Um, uh, each of us can share some thoughts about any one of these leaders. But we first we have the founders of the movement. Um, and in this book, uh, we have Jack Wilkie, 
Dennis Horan, Nellie Gray, who founded the March for Life, Mildred Jefferson, uh, Dr. Jefferson that you just spoke about, Alveda, Phyllis Schlafly, Harold O.J. Brown, Paul Marx, his father, Paul Marx, uh, Francis Schaeffer, Beverly LaHaye, <clears throat> James Kennedy, Judy Brown, and Congressman Henry Hyde. Uh, yes. Those are in the category of founders. Then there were the builders of the movement, those who uh, really started out uh, shaping the work of, of pro-life. Uh, Bernard Nathanson, who actually was a, a builder of the abortion industry, but then converted. Um, Joe Scheidler, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, of course, Pope John Paul II, James Dobson, Tom Brecka, Jim Bopp, Congressman Chris Smith, Chuck Donovan, Peggy Hartshorn, you, Alveda, uh, Clark Forsyth, Joan Andrews Bell, and Tom, oh, Tom Glessner, Carol Everett, former abortionist, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and Cardinal John O'Connor. Then a third group here, as we continue to read the names which everyone can see on the screen, are the strategists in the movement. Alan Sears, Leonard Leo, Randall Terry. Brian Kemper, who's a member of our team as well at Priests for Life, Mark Crutcher, Marjorie Dannenfelser, myself, Greg Cunningham, David B. Wright, Scott Klusendorf, John Ensor. And then a final group, some of the uh, newer uh, leaders in the movement, innovators, uh, John has called them in this category, Jason Jones, Kristen Hawkins, Lila Rose, Ryan Bomberger, Abby Johnson, Penny Nance. Jeannie Mancini, David Delayden, Kristen Wagoner, and Lynn Fitch, who, uh, as you know, Alvita is the uh, Attorney General of Mississippi. All right, let's go back to our regular screen here. Wait a minute, Father, there's a category two, and it's like it either says the unknown or the authors. There's, there's two more tributes that, at the end of that list. And that was a, names right. are not there, but I thought that was highly unique. This was a beautiful thing. The way that the book concludes is a, is a page dedicated to the everyday hero, the yeah. unknown activist. Unsung because, heroes, the unsung yeah. heroes. I love exactly, that. Exactly. Because all of us 50 who are honored here, even mm -hmm. though we're not looking for, for honors, uh, nevertheless, we are well known. I mean, each and every one of these people is very well known. Some of us, you know, world famous. But it, it, the the pro life movement could not possibly accomplish anything. Unsung, and um, most of you watching this, that's you. Right. That's your tribute. You're there too. You're right there. Exactly. So as a whole, I mean, it's beautiful the way it's done. So Alvita, as we listen to, to those names, I mean, I'm sure as happened to me. You know, you just think of countless memories of interactions with all these different people. Tell us, tell us a little bit about some of these other folks that uh, you were privileged. Some of them, of course, have gone on to be with the Lord. Yes. Others are still working just as hard as they've always worked in the movement now. Can you put the names back up there? And I'm thinking of a funny one right now. Can we go back and put the names of all the honorees up there? Yeah, sure. And I, I wanna, this is kind of a little joke, but it's not a little joke. Uh, the reason I'm a builder, it reminds me that I'm old. I'm 73 years old. <laughs> I've been here long enough to help build. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a great tribute, my Lord. But, you know, the last time I saw Phyllis Shaffley, really, it was in the airport. 
and we were running through. We had our own bags and we were rushing up and down. I think it was probably, the, it was either DC or the Atlanta airport and we spoke and we actually encouraged each other to keep going, keep going. And of course, Phyllis has transit, you know, she's made a transition. She's departed from life here on the earth. And so I, I remember that. And if I talk about several of the others, say Ryan Bomberger, for instance, when uh, we got started and I kept saying, have y'all met Ryan Bomberger? Have you heard of Ryan Bomberger? And I thought that was fascinating. I didn't get to meet Mother Teresa. You did. But yes. it, I just wish I had met Mother Teresa. That would have been a remarkable mm -hmm. highlight of my life. Now, uh, Pope John Paul made a note about me uh, during his time. And he said, that's one of the most courageous people that I, I, I've ever heard of. And I said, wow, is, is it courage? I, this just has to be done. It's work that has to be done. I have a sketch of Mother Teresa uh, next to you and Janet Marana uh, on my wall in, in, in the library, you know? So yeah. I have met so many, and I guess I could go down the list one by one by one and say uh, what an honor and a privilege it honestly is to continue to serve in this movement. Uh, I did want to say, too, about all the photographs and things, the blending of the communities. And you see many of the unsung heroes in the pictures and many others ethnically blended, age blended, faith blended. Uh, it's just such a blended effort. And we have said this many, many times, and it's very important. You know that a movement is still alive when there are young people and more mature people serving together. So right, it's apparent right, that this right. is it's still alive. That's how we won. That's how Roe v. Wade uh, was sent back to the states. That's how we had a 45th president who gave us uh, all of those justices and appointments to bring us to this point. Now, one fascinating thing, and if you could talk to all 50 of us and the contributors, we would tell you it did not end with the reversal of Roe v. Wade. It just gave us the rest of the journey to keep running. And it has to be done every generation, every decade, and on every platform. And so we are continuing to serve in that manner, Father Frank. Tell us, you you know some. You you said you've met 48 of the folks. Yep, so yep. 40, 48 of these 50, uh, I, uh, I uh, uh, knew, most of them I knew pretty well uh, and, or know now. And for example, of course, Cardinal John O'Connor was the one who ordained me to the priesthood and gave me permission to, to do Priests for Life and also founded the Sisters of Life. Um, he was uh, a cardinal as Archbishop of New York who, who said the number one issue of our day is abortion. And he, I mean, this is the, this is the theme that, you know, you and I have been echoing for decades. This is the civil rights movement of today is the, is the, is the pro-life movement. And, 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 and it, he just was an icon in the church of pro-life leadership, you know, since he passed away and he was already back in 2000 that he died. Uh, he has not been replaced as far as among in, in the ranks of the Catholic clergy, Catholic leaders, you know, because then five years after that, John Paul II uh, passed away and I worked under him at the Vatican for a while. But these were, were tremendous people. Now, somebody, of course, that we both knew and worked with who passed away very recently and is also honored in this book was Mark Crutcher. Um, mm. And we were very sad because it was a, really an unexpected uh, passing. But he... Um, just was one of our best, very best friends in the movement, defending 
us against the attacks that have come very unjustly from many quarters. But Mark was a great, a great strategist, a great um, innovator. Greg Cunningham, another uh, uh, leader here, is someone that we work with uh, very closely. Uh, I serve on his board. Um, so, I mean, Alvita, there were it's so many great people here. Every one of them deserves a program all their own for us to uh, learn from them. And that's why I want to, again, urge people to go to LegacyOfLifeBook.com, get the book, learn about these leaders. And, you know, as, as Vita, as I always say, and I'd like to get your thought on this. Um, well, first, before I go to this thought, Somebody that, I mean, John knows, every leader in this book knows, this is just a representative sampling of the people who deserve honor and credit for the yeah. progress the pro-life movement has made, because there's no way to list them all. But yeah. one of those who would certainly merit being in this book as much as anyone else is our close collaborator, Janet, uh, Janet Morana, whom our audience knows. I mean, she has devoted so much to this movement for the last 30 years and just i mean i always remember her i mean besides co-founding silent no more and 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 making making it possible for me to lead priests for life you remember the story of how the time she she broke her ankle just prior to the march for life or sprained it yeah but she was on crutches she went to that march for life anyway yeah. Marched the whole thing on crutches and then flew to San Francisco. And the next day we marched in the Walk for Life and she marched in the Walk for Life in San Francisco on crutches. I mean, and that's just, a, you know. A, 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 well, it's a, an example. And I mentioned Janet. Yeah. I mentioned Georgia, Teresa, Kevin. I see everybody. And the ones who work behind the scenes, too, along yeah. with us who are on the front lines. Because there are many. You can see the pictures of Father Frank, Janet, and me right out there. Just right there, right there, right there. So it's just the, the fact that there are so many more that we can remember name that we have worked closely with. And yes. it just, it just, it, it's just, there's nothing like it. And there again, even if you look at the word legacy, legacy of life, it doesn't say history of life. It says legacy of life. That right. means it's still alive. It's still moving into the next generations. And I have met so many more young people who are under 40, under 30, under 20, who are just emerging and moving. I, I passed the torch to a, a young lady recently for life. And as I passed the torch, we, you were there. You were at the ceremony. We were That's at, right. Yeah, we ran along together for a little bit. And I say, fly, you know. So we are, this is just so phenomenal that yeah. we are still living breathing the same air. We are victorious, but don't give up. I do want to mention, mention Auntie Angie's house, for example. You know my goddaughter, Auntie Aunt Angela Stanton King. And I said, once Roe v. Wade is overturned, I didn't say if, I said when it is, we have to be ready to step right out there and start helping these families. And so we've got to do that. I want to encourage everyone who gets this book, and remember, if your name doesn't appear in print and you don't see your picture, you're the unsung hero. So you are part of this. Let's keep going, keep going together, not for ourselves, but for God, for life, you know, and legacy. It's not just a history. This is a legacy. Legacy means the torch gets passed and it goes on from victory to victory. That's right. And that's one of the reasons the book was made uh, so that we could uh, a, really encourage and inspire uh, the new activists in this movement. And that was the other point I was going to ask you about. You know, anytime that we are training new 
recruits to the movement, whether they're leaders or, 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 or members of various groups, we need to teach them about those who have gone before, don't yes, we? We do. We need to remember and to be encouraged continually. And I just can't say enough to everyone who hears this. And thank you, John Stenberger, for saying yes. It was a magnanimous effort. And you said yes to the Lord. And so we still say yes to service. We say yes to life. We say yes to being kind to each other and working together. Because if we don't do that, then that's it will just become history. But because right. it's living, right. breathing, this is a living, breathing movement. And it continues to leave uh, a legacy, but a connection. And we're going to continue serving humanity from the womb to the tomb and beyond as one blood and one human race. Well, thanks so much for your reflections, uh, Alvida, and uh, congratulations for uh, being among these 50 in the book. Thanks for the, uh, the, the beautiful essay that you wrote about me. And yeah. uh, I uh, really uh, uh, echo what you said earlier. It's such a joy to be working together. Great to have you as part of our team since uh, you started with us when? In 2005, right? Officially, but before that. But Father, you got to help me do this. You see this light shining, right? So we yeah. got to do it. We've got to do it. Let's go. This little this light, light of mine, I'm, I'm going to let, let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Very good, my friend. We always like to sing together. We've been doing oh, that for... Yeah. <laughs> long time. Thanks, okay. Alvita. God bless you. And you. Uh, God bless you all, friends, for uh, get the Legacy of Life book, LegacyofLifeBook.com. And thanks for joining us for this program. God bless you all. Well, friends, thank you so much for watching uh, Alvita. And we thank her for uh, her commitment and her involvement with us and uh, her support of President Trump and uh, the, the effort to make America great again. Let's uh, turn to the Lord now and pray in the words that he gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, remember again, Ohio tomorrow, such an important vote. Vote yes on issue one to um, uh, raise the threshold for changing the Ohio Constitution. And uh, let's pray and work that that, that becomes uh, possible. Thanks, friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King with a very important message regarding the elections. On every level, it's very important that our leaders believe that in God we trust, and that we are and must remain one nation under God. Let's take it one step further and say that we should be teaching that we're not even separate races. We are one blood, according to Acts 17:26. One blood and one human race. Abortion is such a threat to America, to the baby in the womb, to the health of the mother, to the relationship of the father and the mother, to the relationship of the family, and then into all areas of life in our nation. But 
we can do something about it. I urge all our followers and our communities to vote for life. Your vote matters. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.